Hello builders. Welcome to the Builders Club Startup Founders podcast. A podcast for founders to upskill themselves and understand the founder mindset. Every week, we sit with the best minds in the startup ecosystem and understand what it takes to start, run and scale businesses. This podcast is from one of our recordings of our water cooler conversations. A weekly community AMA where we get established entrepreneurs to discuss their strategies and their mindset in front of our community members. So sit back, relax and let's start with the episode. Uh, so today uh, you know we have uh, you know we have narayanan with us narayanan is the co-founder and chief business officer of unschool uh, unschool is an e-mentorship platform that allows students graduates young professionals entrepreneurs and anyone with the curiosity to learn to create an online you know learning ecosystem that fits their needs and industry demands um, it's a you know unschool is funded by why combinator i guess you this is the most recent batch right naranan uh, yes correct winter 21 yes 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 so he's so they have just freshly minted out of the why out of the why combinator ecosystem uh, and their company also ranks third on the linkedin's 2020 startup list in india so welcome naranan first of all for to to the builders club Thank you so much for the invitation. Firstly, I mean, uh, I think uh, in these times, such conversations are are what keeps us going. Uh, so uh, you know, and more so than that, I think I think the kind of uh, uh, community you're building here is is very lucrative and and important for uh, either budding entrepreneurs or or entrepreneurs who are currently in the field. Um, you know, to to be in such spaces. So thank you for the invitation and thank you for hosting me. Well, uh, Narayanan, I guess you know the whole idea of this conversation is to eat your brains. So we'll, we'll, you know, I guess the the club is going to benefit more, uh, you know, from from what uh, we are going to talk today. So Narayanan, I mean, should I call you Narayanan or you know? Ryan is Ryan is also perfect. Anything that works out well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, no, a lot of guys prefer. nickname so ran you know i want to probably start off with your journey in general so you know first of all you know where did you study what did you do and you know where exactly and how exactly did you stumble up with this whole idea of unschool all right uh, i think most of us would relate with this uh, uh, humble beginnings for me uh, my dad used to run a business back in delhi uh, i'm a tamilian by birth but uh, was born and raised in delhi so a very mild mixture of uh, uh, an unorthodox uh, external environment and an orthodox upbringing within the house um you know the only two paths that i think uh, my parents wanted me to take uh, one was uh, either become an engineer or, or the second path was you know become a failure yeah i didn't have a third option uh, my sister took up engineering and and uh, i was lucky enough uh, to be the younger one and realized in a couple of years of her studying uh, in a engineering college in chennai that you know that was not my cup of tea um but eventually i did bolt out and and sort of uh, ended up taking um, uh, a science field in applied physics uh, as my bachelor's of science degree 
while i was in that college uh, one of the premium institutes in in chennai called loyola college that's where i uh, you know enrolled myself uh, i realized that you know college education could be better than what it was at least in my time uh, and i and i've seen in the last 7 8 years it hasn't improved uh, you know even quite a bit uh, but while while i was in college uh, you know being a very outspoken and a loud person uh, myself um i didn't really connect with the way the professors were teaching uh, and the fact that these professors uh weren't really experienced you know they they were not from the industry they hadn't done 10 15 years of uh, teaching uh, they were probably mphil students uh you know or 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 you know second year mphil students or phd graduates uh, without any hardcore experience uh, so i spent most of my time outside of uh the four walls of the of the college in the classroom uh and that's where my learnings uh till date come from um uh, i didn't finish college i ended up uh, scoring 7 gpa uh until the th- third year and and what sort of uh you know hit me really hard when i was a college student was was the fact that they were not really teaching me what i enrolled myself for uh they weren't teaching me uh you know physics they were not teaching me futuristic uh ways of becoming a physicist but they were only teaching me how to score uh marks in my examinations um uh, and and the second thing that sort of hit the cord right there was uh the fact that um through the through the semesters that we sort of you know crossed across in in the second and third semester we were introduced to different other courses and other subjects uh and one of them funnily enough was uh you know two semester of religion uh that uh, we had to sit through uh twice a week and and that was that was like the you know calling point for me saying this is not where i belong uh you know a physicist learning about different religion and and whether god exists or not uh is is just you know not something that i could uh, rest with myself uh and that's when i decided that uh my learnings will only come from outside the four walls and i sat in the classes where i felt the professor would teach me uh more than what i enrolled myself for uh i eventually dropped off uh took up odd jobs uh in fact the first job that i worked in was in mcdonalds uh i worked there for about a couple of months uh then i joined this uh youth run organization called isec uh worked with them and volunteered with them uh across five seven countries and that that's that's how the journey started cool and and you how did you come up with this whole idea of one school and what's the what was the basic problem did you which you people identified and which you thought you know yeah this is something which is a very pertinent problem this is a problem which should be solved mm-hmm. and and you know i should i should give it a try super um it, it was just a phone call that you know my, my co-founder rahul uh you know i was in mumbai he was in bangalore rang me up and he said you know what's the problem with online education i was like please tell me about it he's like i don't see any connection with what i'm learning in college online education is alternative uh there is there is no interaction whatsoever that happens most of the time uh, and there's nothing practical uh so the first problem we realized is online education worked in a separate tangent even though the content or the experts were really 
you know, into the market. Uh, it was not, you know, in relation with what a student is learning in the physical institutions, right? So we, we tried to change that. We wanted to make online education uh, a lot more experiential in nature. And the second thing that we also saw was online platforms only had content. There was, you know, apart from learning, there wasn't any other objective that a student was trying to achieve or even the platform was, was helping the student out with, right? Uh, which ultimately is a very flawed and a fictitious concept because you're sitting in a classroom to either, uh, you know, gain knowledge, but also end up in a job end of the day. You know, that's, that's, that's like the ultimate objective for most part of the students uh, who are either learning from alternate ways online or otherwise in, in the institution. So these are the two aspects. One, it was not experiential. And second, there wasn't any objective that, that a customer achieved. Uh, so we tried to solve that problem very initially. And that's how we sort of came up with, with the basic idea of how we would be as, as a startup. Mm, mm, mm. So, so what exactly does Unschool do? I mean, I mean, you know, what's what's the problem, and how what's how is how is Unschool approaching this 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 problem, and trying to solve it? Super. So, so the so the main problem on on because we are a platform, so we cater to uh, two sides um, uh, of the ecosystem. One is experts, uh, people with three and a half four years of experience. Uh, who do not have a democratized platform uh, to share their knowledge. That's one. Second is the customer front, which is a student's front who, who enroll for courses. They do not have a space to explore, experiment, and then excel, right? They don't know what kind of fields are available, right? But in the college system, if you see, uh, if, if someone is here from a mechanical background, right? Uh, over the past four years, I've noticed a mechanical and an architect student in the last two semesters is made mandatorily to sit in classes where they are taught, you know, coding. Mm. And that is just super flawed. You know, you're, you're teaching these students how to, you know, work with machines and, and how to build roads and, 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 you know, become an architect or, or a mechanical engineer. But because you're not able to secure jobs for them, you're then training them for tech jobs. And then, you know, a Wipro or a TCS or any big conglomerate sort of comes in and, and hires them in bulk. Right. So that, that, that's one of the biggest problems we're trying to solve uh, to bridge the market gap that's there. That students graduate from engineering and end up in management. How about we let them explore in the first year itself that they are bound to be in a management role? They learn it through on school and end up there before, uh, you know, before it's too late or, or before they have to spend like uh, a couple of uh, a million Indian rupees to get inside an MBA and, and explore that. So that, that's, that's the customer side of the problem that we're trying to solve. Mm. No, yeah, I think, uh, uh, Ryan, this is a very, very important problem, especially during the time of the pandemic, actually, because yeah. I recently, you know, we onboarded, a you know, one of the new builders who was here, one of the rookie builders here, and he uh -huh. was telling, uh, telling us that he's the COVID batch. So he's, this is the first year of his college and uh -huh. he has never, you know, his first year is over. And yeah. he has no idea of what he's doing because he has not met anyone. 
and his online classes are happening and he's just sitting through it he's not learning Correct. anything and he Correct. doesn't know what to do because at least earlier even if you know the classroom coaching was probably not not that sufficient the peer group which you used to get in probably a hostel used to mm-hmm. make up for it so you had people that you could look up to you could have said you could chat but i think with the whole remote ecosystem coming in this thing has also kind of you know made you know the the kind of exposures if you may call it into things mm-hmm. which you probably don't even know exist uh, fairly limited in that sense absolutely uh, absolutely yeah. so so i was basically trying to understand that you know of course uh, you know the, the the kind of the way you people are doing it you know is i mean the, the kind of problem that you're solving and the way you are approaching it is fine but still how exactly does a student really identify it and secondly is this an alternate to a college or this is something which goes on with a college both actually right okay. now both okay. for one reason that a student when they are pushed into you know majority of the students are pushed into engineering is is what we've done and and found out in our research they don't know which stream to take in engineering and what kind of a job or an opportunity would they land up in after four years mm. that's why we provide a platform like unschool the second one is for people who are doing engineering they know okay fine i will get a degree but my passion lies or my focus lies in photography or graphic design or i want to improve my skills in in a in a separate field than what college is providing me right so both all something that goes in hand with college so a student who's 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 a computer science student comes on to one school picks up a course uh, a linear course from say c++ jumps on to java python takes up data science goes on to artificial intelligence uh, jumps on to blockchain then probably does crypto uh, cryptocurrency right or or a management student jumps in takes up a marketing course does content writing takes up digital marketing and then jumps on to social media marketing seo and sem right that that's that's how we sort of develop these courses for a student to want to explore who's confused and someone who's already aware that this is where i want to end up yeah and we are streamlining it um in in comparison with say a youtube or a, a udemy because if you go onto these platforms you know you'll end up searching hours and hours and you'll definitely get super awesome content but it's not you know materialized in 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 a way that it helps you reach a destination right that's one thing because because the main motive for say youtube is content consumption so there's a lot of distraction that end up happening uh, ends up happening udemy on the other side if i search social media marketing today on udemy i'll probably end up getting 15000 courses and i'm again confused which one do i take because everything is at 450 bucks mm. right so we're trying to streamline that as well uh, while we do this uh, hence it's alternative as well as something that goes in hand with college hmm hmm very interesting yeah um one thing which i you know which i would still want to touch upon is the group activities angle you know interactions Correct. with peers 
and and both formal and informal because if if this is something which you're looking at as an alternate uh, how exactly do you do it in a uh, for in a semi formal way let's put it i don't know i mean how exactly are you people want to you know looking to looking to do it but how exactly are you figuring that bit out got it um a very good question we we you know uh, you know evolving is part of a startup uh, and any business per se so we figured that problem out uh, within within our platform uh, early on uh, last year uh, and we created a community platform where all the experts that teach on our school and all the learners they get to interact and they can have formal conversations within their course groups they can have informal conversations on the main feed then all the live sessions that we introduce all the ask me anything sessions that we introduce uh, that happens within those groups right and if they want to have a very formal conversation they are a you know shy student just want to ask their questions and get done with the course we also provide them with a personal chat option where they can chat with the instructor or the coach themselves right so this community that that you guys have built here on discord we have that as a separate community for all the unschool learners uh and that's where we do this you know bring this setup of a physical environment where anybody can have a formal and informal conversation that's one bit that we've tried to uh work on uh, fun fact uh in in about the 60000 customers that we've acquired over the last 2 years about 11000 have signed up on this community in just the last uh two and a half months uh and, and that's what is sort of driving the business also for us wow 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 no i was i was actually going to get into that so there was there's there's need that so there there needs to be a community element to it if you really Correct. want to foster foster this thing and uh you know so apart from the usual studies are there other activities also which are chalked in for these kind of personality development and all of these other kind of courses uh, correct you know, correct yeah so so in fact what we what we try to do uh there is no particular pedagogy right every other course uh needs its individual pedagogy what happens in institutions is it's very generic you know for all the courses you have a similar pedagogy what we try to do is have very conscious interventions in all the courses through projects so what we do is say if, if you are enrolled for a personality development or soft skills course um you have an activity at 20% of the course where you have to create your linkedin profile if you don't have one or if you have one you you have to sort of uh make it better than what it is right now so they have to submit this activity the community scores them gives their feedback and the instructor also evaluates them and they give a score to every learner on a scale of 0 to 10 that's one the second bit of an in- intervention that we end up doing is right before someone finishes their course we give them a major project which is a little more advanced for a soft skills student it would be uh, to record a speech write a speech down and record it and and send it back to the community for or for a quick internal feedback and then get get that evaluated uh for a web development student it would be uh to develop a landing page for a website with interactive elements right so we we've designed that the secondary bit that we have we've also uh introduced over time is we 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 realize that students really don't have uh you know 
that 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 dedication and motivation to sit through you know a classroom uh, which means that even a pre-recorded course they wouldn't spend more than 20 minutes a day if it's not interactive so we introduce weekend live spaces for everyone who enrolls for a course and we've kept these live sessions open for lifetime if you enroll for a web development course you come back after a year you're able to access the live sessions while they are happening and you can ask your doubts and questions right so so at, at a minuscule cost of like 30 or 50 dollars you're able to learn as long as you want via the live sessions the only thing that gets restricted is that you know you have to do your projects in time and and get your certification in time otherwise the content is available lifelong which which is upgraded and up, updated uh, every 6 months and also the live sessions which are happening uh, on a rolling basis every month you have access to that uh so one more question and then probably we'll just open it up for the other guys yeah. is uh, around the whole edtech ecosystem in general because i guess mm-hmm. when you started off this was just before the whole boom started and the boom was accelerated with the whole with with the pandemic for sure but Correct. Uh, you know how exactly have you seen the ecosystem blast if i may use that word and number 2 there are so many people doing so many things right any any specific pattern slash macro trends that you have seen within the industry where you seeing this whole industry to be headed so one of the biggest things that i have personally noticed um is the fact that when the when the community that is looking for these things gets activated business by itself booms right yeah. uh, so if you, if you saw you know uh, just picking out stats from uh, other competitors in the market because you know they've been there for a long time well ahead of time as well some of them uh, say upgrad right upgrad achieved a feat of enrolling 1000 customers in in a week yeah that's a humongous amount of revenue and acquisition for for a product that that sells at you know upwards of 1 lakh uh, they 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 did that in the early uh, you know in the in in the couple of first weeks of when the pandemic sort of hit the lockdown sort of hit right and that only happened because people started searching about courses online mm-hmm. right for us because we did not focus on digital ads as much um uh, as we do right now our boom sort of came at the end of you know the finishing of the first lockdown right so so that came around around august for us so the way the customers or or the potential customers started behaving last year mm. i believe that is one of the biggest reasons why you know the the edtech industry boomed when it was in the b2c segment for the b2b segment for for say someone like a class plus that came about as a very pure solution that was provided to uh you know centers that that were tuition centers right mm-hmm. uh, that 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 came about as a blessing in disguise for them because these tuition centers couldn't make a penny for more than 6 months mm-hmm. right so so these are the two main points that i personally noticed for the b2c segment essentially it was just the way uh you know the consumers sort of reacted to the overall pandemic they wanted to learn more they wanted to get ahead with everybody uh, uh they had more time in hand hence they could only do 
you know, do surfing on the internet because they couldn't get out of their house. Uh, and, and for the other side, the B2B side, it was a pure solution that came into the market at the right time. Cool, cool, cool. cool. I think that, that kind of makes sense also. And, and I think, you know, the whole consumer behavior itself has kind of changed. I think the more, the longer this pandemic persists, the more permanent this shift will be. In, in terms of uh, you know what what these guys uh, how the how the whole consumer space uh, is going to behave cool uh, thanks yeah. a lot uh, Ryan for that uh, Chanda Kant, so, you had a question yeah so I had few questions the first one was that uh, you are having a community basic uh, basis also in your uh, in the whole thing right like basically something like Discord where people can interact with each other the students basically can interact with each other correct video yeah. So in that, there are two uh, subsections also. The one is where uh, people who want to interact and the second one is where people are not very open, who are a little bit of uh, insecure or more into not uh, very easily to open up to people. So there's a second section for that, right? Correct. So in the first section where people can interact, so obviously there also there should be something like on the basis where like, or there are only few people who would come up and directly start interacting with new people. Correct. So what is the basic catalyst you put over there so to basically to get them engaged with each other so they basically they can know each other. So what is that catalyst which you are or you are doing over there or planning super. to? Super, super awesome, Chandrakan. Uh, uh, this, this, must, this, this probably would be interesting for people who've uh, watched EdTech spaces before. So what we've done is we've tried to monetize engagement. Um, we have something called reputation score on the community. The more answers you give and the more upvotes your answers get, the more activities you do on the platform, you get a reputation score, which translates to unschooled credits. And these are online, you know, this is an unschooled credit, which can be then used uh, to buy free vouchers from some of our partner companies. Uh, and, and, you know, that's like a materialistic thing that we give everybody uh, a very similar concept of how cred works, right? You pay a credit card bills, you get cred coins, you interact on the unschooled platform daily, you get certain points that can be used to buy discount vouchers and, and, and buy some, uh, you know, gifts from some of our partner company. Uh, that's how we sort of catalyze this, uh, overall. Okay. Understood. And yeah. yeah. So the second second pointer was also there. So basically, when so th this is the this was the more of the in, inner side. So secondly, when you are getting the leads, basically, so getting mm -hmm. known to the newer audience. Mm -hmm. So how do you basically process that? W would you mind sort of breaking so that question down? Yeah, basically, mm -hmm. you are you are already known, and you are uh, what do you call mapping out newer people. You are targeting a newer audience. Correct. Okay. So what is the basic source from where you are getting your leads, basically, right now? All right. All right. So, so we run a massive campus ambassador program, uh, one of the biggest ones in India, and we work with more than 3000 interns, uh, every month. These are students within colleges doing their second and third year of college. They get trained by our executives on sales and marketing, and they promote the brand of unschool. Uh, over the past two years, we've, we've tried to reach out to more than 2000 colleges. And every month there's a new market that comes up, uh, a new intern that comes up from a new college and they then start building up their own, uh, you know, unschool community of, you know, spreading the message of the courses that we sell. These, these ambassadors don't necessarily buy the courses from us, 
uh, once they finish two weeks with us, they get a free course from us, but they end up selling these courses in their community or colleges. That's how we generate our, our majority amount of leads. Amazing. Thank you so much for answering my questions. Super. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. So glad to have you tonight, man. So just as Chandrakant was telling out, I, I know the process of how you guys have been doing. And I guess this is something which is which I haven't seen the like this much innovative campus ambassador program I've ever seen in India, I guess. Like, uh, like the uh, unschooled champions and kind of like that program. So I, would, I just wanted to know more about this program. Like, uh, are you the brain behind this program and how the idea of this whole program come? Coming to picture, it's kind of like I guess it's kind of like inspired by MLM marketing kind of thing. I guess so. Not 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 MLM at all. Uh, so we don't do pyramid marketing whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. There are definitely some companies which do that. So what we essentially do is this is an internship, pure internship program where you get paid for the work you do. You get a certification and you're also being trained side by side on, on key elements of how to become a sales executive, how to become a marketing executive, how to penetrate into a new market. And, and how, the reason why it's designed really well, so the, the, the structural brain behind this is my co-founder because he comes from a pure student operations background. Uh, so Rahul came up with the overall idea, uh, but, but also the branding of it, right? The unschool community program is what we call it. Uh, that was a cumulative effort from, from, you know, within the management team. Um, so we broke this campus ambassadorship down into three phases. You join as an unschooled community influencer, and then you climb up to the third phase, which is the unschooled community champion. Uh, based on the kind of activity you do, based on the number of enrollments you get, and the amount of days or months you spend with us. The overall program itself is designed for about 90 days, but in the first two weeks is for you as an unschooled community influencer. There are about seven to eight activities that you have to do. Uh, if you want to drop off the program, you get your pay, you know, you get your stipend, you get your certificate and you can move on. If you want to climb up, you're given an option to go to the unschooled community leader role, where you're managing a set of unschooled community influencers. You get paid a separate stipend for that. Uh, based on, again, certain tasks. Uh, you do that for a month, and then you move on to doing another month and a half of Unschooled Community Champion, which is the ultimate uh, role that you can get in this campus ambassadorship, right? So that, that's how we do it. Uh, very unlike uh, an MLM uh, program that other you know, companies run or otherwise people do, because there you have to purchase the course, uh, then you have to sell it again to someone else, and that person has to sell someone to else, right? That doesn't really work here. As an intern, you just promote the promote the business, do your do your work as an intern, and the result is that you end up getting a free course from us, right? Uh, apart from the stipend and the certificate. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Thank you very much, man. Thanks. Super. Thank awesome. Sharad, you have I, a question? Yeah, please go on. So, well, I had two questions. Oh, sir, do you have any questions you can ask? Thank yeah. You. So on, one was okay. So one was that, so the, basically the interns which are coming, so they have a fixed pay in the starting also, or they're basically paid on the evaluation of their performance? So we, we, we do have fixed pay as well, based on the number of days they end up uh, interning with us uh, and the tasks that they have accomplished, right? So if they don't accomplish those tasks, they haven't done any work for us. So then they don't get paid at all. 
Okay. Yeah. So is it basically the sales or is it also about the the work which they are putting in the branding which they are doing it that also counts as work? Both, both, both. So in fact, the first step, you know, the first stage on school community influencers, you necessarily don't have to do humongous amount of sales. You have to probably do two or three sales in the fifteen days, and the rest of the tasks are, uh, you know, in attending the uh, training sessions that we have, uh, in in sort of promoting the brand, circulating certain messages, generating leads. Those are those are the those are the smaller tasks that we provide them, and then when you move up the ladder, then that's when the the targets sort of uh, increase. Yeah, one more question from my side. In the starting, you were telling how you basically moved, uh, came up with this idea, and started this. So when you were jumping onto the idea, basically you had an ideation phase. Then you were jumping, you were coming with the process. Everything was done. Everything was cl- clarified for you. So th- what, what was the risk profile which was there for you when you were taking the step? So like the, what was what was your for the ambassador program specifically? No, no, no. For the whole uh, unschool thing. So I think the only risk was that this is a very fast evolving space. Uh, if you're not coming up with new things in online education, you you become redundant and people have multiple choices. That was one part. The second part was the competitive field that we were entering. Uh, you know. There are there are so many big giants out there who just end you know end your business in no time because of the cash that they have and the outreach that they have and the number of years of experience. Uh, so these were the only two bits that we were essentially scared of that whether we would become redundant over time uh, and and if you know the bigger fish in the market would uh, enter our our sector our sub sector per se because we don't we don't cater to K to twelve we don't cater to uh you know the diploma market uh, we cater to a very specific reskilling and upskilling market uh which doesn't really have uh, a giant player in the market in india neither across the world so you know that's why the risks were slightly on the lower side okay this last question for me said if there was supposed to be a basic giant who was already in the Thing. So, what would you what would you have planned against them? Like, okay, they have this, but I have this. So, what would have that been? That would, de- that would definitely be uh, the delivery, because the bigger you get as a startup, the experience delivery becomes very very important for your business, right? Uh, and you know, earlier early on, we thought, okay, for two thousand people, I'll be able to do the live sessions. For three thousand, I'll be able to do it. But over time, we realized that we're able to do this for sixty thousand people, uh, with 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 a small team of five people in the product team, uh, which means we can do this for five million people as well, right? So the experience delivery becomes very very important, right? Regardless of whether there are bigger giants in the market, uh, you know there comes a time where you're unable to do that. Uh, that's one. The second thing, I feel. that that you know if if at all there was a big giant in the market would would have been the way we market and sell the courses itself the bigger giants would always use a conventional method uh but the indian market resonates really well with the word of mouth right if you're a student in a in a classroom you end up buying something you speak about it to three people and the rest of the class gets to know about it right and and the way we market and sell these courses also becomes uh you know a unique point for us as a business itself but these are the two points that i can think of uh, you've put me in a spot there yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you so much for the answer super
great uh so i wanted to understand when i was listening to you you said you uh are a platform which majorly helps in reskilling and upskilling uh that is one thing which i wanted to check on that's the main reason uh you wanted to choose student community majorly as your target audience uh because you have such a big uh, uh internship program which you're planning or doing for uh, uh getting students on board why aren't you looking at something which are not student focused why aren't any uh programs you guys do for non student uh focus got it uh it was it was a it was a solution for the fundamentals of you know how we started so both rahul and i we started this with very little investment uh until date we are bootstrapped if you keep aside the 125000 from y combinator right and because this market was super young uh and the need was there is why we've solely focused for the last 2 years uh in the in the student community uh, anyone between the age of 18 to 24 the need is there and they are the biggest uh you know i would say biggest community to be impacted by how the education system has been there for the last you know 6 to 8 decades right uh, that was the biggest reason one was uh, you know we could we could make quick revenue for for growing the business and second that the problem was being faced by these student communities at the start yeah are you guys planning to evolve into uh, moving away from com- uh, student or adding up something else also absolutely sir uh, uh so so the big audacious goal or the vision that we have is anyone and anyone anyone and anybody can sort of come come to our school and learn if you're a 50 year old veteran you can learn on our school if you're you know uh if you're 28 30 30 38 40 you can also come and learn at our school that's the idea of of uh, you know unschooling itself right you come you you unlearn what you've learned you relearn something new and then you excel in the career so expanding it into the young professional market is something we have done over the past 6 months moving on to uh, people who are 5 6 7 years experienced in the market uh having certain courses for them is also something that we are building right now uh to be launched early 2022 not just with regards to the platform but also with regards to the kind of courses we have and the kind of experts we bring on right so the the, the expert side of the things also has uh, a wide uh, array of personas we have people who are 21 with 6 years of experience in a particular field uh we have people who are 38 with 15 years of experience as well right so both sides of the market we're trying to expand it uh because the reskilling and upskilling market doesn't really stop at a particular age sharad does that answer your question yes it does i have a couple of more i'll probably come back later on absolutely sarat thank you for so much for the questions yeah harsh you can go on after a very long time we are seeing you first of all <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Sahil. Yeah, yeah, I'm now more active on CH <laughs> instead hey, of Discord. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, but anyways, uh, nice to meet you, Narayan. Uh, Narayanan. Sorry, my bad. Uh, so my question is that, uh, since you guys are upskilling the uh school students and all these folks, so how you are going to mitigate this challenge where uh, like. 
like uh, let's say like i'm a rust developer okay and right now rust is one of the uh, latest release programming language but it is quite efficient and it's a proven one but people are still finding it very hard or people are more of reluctant to learn it out so how you are going to upskill someone if they don't themselves want to learn something new so and how you are going to encourage them about learning something new i just put this example because i come from a developer background i'm sure there could be many such skill sets within different domains of industries so this super, is my question super awesome super awesome um so the biggest biggest thing that we play around uh is fomo right the fear of missing out uh and 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 the particular coding language that you mentioned right uh it's something that i've i've also not heard about right i don't know about the students who are learning that so we approach someone like you who has some experience in that to come put up a course on unschool where the discovery of that particular language happens in the first place right and then because we have a campus ambassador model students start talking about that in our community itself and then end up purchasing the course and learning that right so we we play around that fact a lot because if you know probably you know this much better than me in colleges in the tier 2 and tier 3 cities students are still learning c and c++ in the second or third year of their cse engineering right so many colleges they're not even aware of what java and python is let alone the language that you mentioned right so more so than just reskilling and upskilling unschool then becomes a platform of discovery right because you only have one instructor teaching that discovery is easier also on unschool right that's how we plan to do this i hope i answered okay. your question yeah you did uh, but don't you think like suppose let's say you approach to me and uh, i claim to be a profound rust developer Correct. but you later discover that i don't even know abcd of rust but i claim to be a rust developer correct it was a pseudo claim so how you deal with those problems then got it so so i have i have on the operations side of the product a team that works with experts uh, around the industry uh, we proof you know we proofread your content that you put out before it goes live for sales uh, we check your profile uh, and it's a it's a long six week process before your course even gets signed up with us right so the team does the work uh, and and that goes on for all the courses that we have on the platform right we try to research on how many experts are out there and we reach out to one of them pay them a little amount of money and and understand what's the scope of this particular course or this particular new update that has come in a in, in any field right and that's how we end up doing that so it's it's a internal process for about 3 weeks uh within the team doing their research then it goes down for 6 weeks with the expert that we sign on the contract for all right got it uh i guess i might have few suggestions to optimize the process but yeah anyways let's discuss that out offline but for now you did answered my all of the questions thank well, you thank so much, you so much Rafa. Rafa. pleasure pleasure having you thanks sir yeah so first of all i would like to say that unschool is like a really good initiative um so honestly i knew about unschool but i had no idea how this works 
so uh, have you ever considered like uh, running ads to just show how unschool works and then continuing with the student program that you are already working on uh could i know your name and and where you come from yeah my name is hamid and uh, like i am also a engineering student but Super. currently uh, doing few internships in marketing awesome awesome so one of the biggest reasons why we didn't venture inside the conventional um you know marketing activities is is money was always a problem for us right uh, and over the last year itself um about 8 months into starting the business everybody was running ads in and out you know you wouldn't have seen any ads being run uh before the start of this year about on school for one reason that the campus ambassador model itself was very very concrete for us uh we've started doing those promotions uh but we still feel students need to know what on school is uh the message needs to be propagated by the customers themselves first uh not because you know the brand is big but because the product is solving a problem for them right uh, and as entrepreneurs we are very conscious of the fact that we are here to solve a problem and not just make big bucks out of it uh, and that's one of the biggest reasons why we have not ventured inside running heavy ads uh, and converting customers you know through instagram or facebook uh, we do this very word of mouth uh, and and that's what has helped us build a brand uh which people trust uh, uh on the statistics side uh, you know we started our nps very early on uh and and we have an nps score of 60 plus uh being held for the last one year uh which is very unlikely in the online edtech space all uh, right so that that's one of the biggest reasons our, we want our experience to sort of uh, the customer experience to shine out uh, more than how you know classy any ad looks out on uh, any of these platforms okay that's like uh, a different approach and like really feels uh, like it's a good approach as of now uh, it's it's cost effective uh, and you know because we don't come from an invested uh, startup uh, it just helps us build the foundation really strong right uh, a lot of startups end up raising funds and then start running ads uh, we've done that you know with the kind of money that we've made uh but when the foundation of a company is strong then it goes on for a longer period of time is what uh, we believe in the current stage where uh you know someone mentioned here like you know so many companies keep popping up in this particular space right so the foundation is what we are trying to build up yeah i guess you know yeah. the product needs to be stronger than just getting the people in absolutely yeah, uh, absolutely and and one of the other things on the technical side just to give you a little more insight on how we function is uh this this was a conversation if you're a budding entrepreneur right uh, i speak about this a lot the conversation between buying a technology or building a technology right uh, we resorted to buying an existing technology to understand what the customer really wants and then after a year and a half of running the business is when we started building out our own technology the community bit or how the learning management system looks like uh, how how does the evaluation system looks like both on the expert side and also on the customer side right uh, and and that that was one of the biggest reasons why being a product focused company uh, is something that we uh, you know are, are trying to become hi, hi ryan thank you for doing this uh, so my question was you know 
so nowadays you know various other communities have come into picture you know uh, 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 specializing like they specialize in a particular skill and you know they are running cohort based programs and then let the members of that program get placed so has unschool have a thought of getting into placement kind of scenario like long term vision yes jaya um okay. for now the idea is to uh you know propagate the the message of internships itself in the cities and colleges that it's not a prominent fact uh then move on to placements and jobs uh in the coming times uh we we have developed uh, an application tracking system for the internships and the idea is to find out whether those companies that are picking out these interns from us are they mm-hmm. giving a pre-placement offer to that intern who got hired by uns- uh, hired because of unschool learning right so that that's in the in the roadmap uh but i don't see that happening anytime uh before the next 2 years okay okay yeah yeah so like my follow up question would be like then how would you differentiate unschool from various other communities then yeah correct Correct. If possible, yeah. Correct. Right now, you know every other community that is out there uh, for either a specific target audience or at random, uh, they're doing well, but the discovery part is not really there, right? If you go on, for example, if you're on Clubhouse, right, um, you have so many of these chats and 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 groups that are that are running. Uh, someone really gets confused about which one do I. get on right because yeah. this age because this you know this era is so much filled with knowledge everywhere as a young person you de- really don't know which one to take up right we just trying to streamline that through our community within within the learning ecosystem right uh you know that 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 would be my answer to streamline this uh in the best possible way we are not the experts so we don't create any content i mean we don't we host these uh, conversations the experts from the industry do right which is closer to what it can get right if you go on clubhouse you definitely see so many moderators you know talking about things in and out uh you know introduce yourself catch up with an entrepreneur i don't really know if if someone who's listening to them knows if this is the right information for me and even if it is not or if it is the right information you get 10 more people on other groups talking about different things you get super confused right uh we just trying to streamline yeah. that part is what i would say i had a question regarding courses that uh, does the student have an option to select another project like uh, if you if uh, i am doing a course uh, or a training the course uh, specifies just a means two or three project that is limited does the student is allowed to move out of the box uh, and uh, choose his own project super nice question sumit um initially we started with just one project being given to student and that's the only option they had uh, but over time what we've done is we've created a library of projects for every course that a student can select one out of those options and then submit that right we don't have the thread open in terms of them selecting their own project right now but that's definitely a good feedback for me to take back uh but for now for any course we have a minimum of 15 projects 
that a student can select from, uh, both for minor and major. So 15 plus 15, they have 30 projects and they uh, can select two out of them and finish that. Uh, that. That's how we do this. And this library keeps getting updated every six months, along with the content that keeps getting updated as well. That's how we function. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank for your you. question, Sumit. Thanks a lot, Sumit. Yeah. So I just wanted to touch upon the YC part. So just share us the experience of the YC and why Unschool have went for the YC, like the whole YC thing. If you can give us a brief about how the experience was and how what what were the key takeaways and kind of like that. Super. Um, for for the ones who come from a tech background or probably know YC, you know you'd probably know it's like the mecca of startups or or at yeah. least technology startups. Uh, I don't have a degree in anything, but I really wanted to, you know, learn from the best in the industry. Uh, and Rahul, he comes from a CSE background, uh, my co-founder. So he knew about Y Combinator when he was in college and he always wanted to be there uh, as a startup. And, and that was the stepping stone for us to initiate, uh, uh, you know, the process itself last year. It came about, you know, as a surprise to us because... Uh, we didn't really expect to get selected in the very first shot. Uh, there are so many other companies that try multiple times, you know, uh, across cohorts for three years, four years, um, and then end up not getting or sometimes even entering in. Uh, so it came about surprise to us. How it was different was, uh, you know, we were part of another incubation center in, in Hyderabad called T-Hub. Uh, so we had like a comparative analysis that was happening with how our experience, you know, was there versus how it was in YC. And for me personally, uh, just having to chat with the Airbnb co-founders or the Twitch co-founders, you know, that was like a mesmerizing moment, right? Uh, how they started, how the struggles uh, were, if not similar, very related, r relative. Uh, that that itself was. Uh, you know, like a green signal that we were on the right track. Uh, that was one thing. The second thing was the approach that you kind of get when you're uh, in a YC cohort. Each of these partners or group partners per se, when they interact with you, they interact with you as one of the co-founders. They are super involved with what you're trying to do. And they've gone through your application so much so that they know every freaking number that you've shared with them. They maintain, you know, I think a proper Excel sheet or something about every conversation they have with us. And they track that during the course of the cohort every two weeks. Uh, that was very, very interesting for me. That someone who's, you know, sitting around the world, uh, giving me time. And, and this person is not a... Uh, you know, what do you call them? Uh, you know, not someone who's, a, you know, a self-made, uh, I'm a coach, I'm an entrepreneur sort of, sort of a person, right? It is someone who sold their business for $700 million. Uh, it is someone who's, you know, been in the industry for 12 to 15 years with multiple startups. And that was, uh, you know, that was a moment that, that I was like, hey, this is the right uh, chance for us. We never entered... Uh, the process for the money because we were doing, you know, 40 times of what they gave us, uh, you know, across the two years. Uh, and, and, you know, 
the kind of experience we had the kind of conversations we had uh, and how the approach was different uh, and how they helped us understanding product market fit uh, giving more uh, attention to product giving more attention to talking to the customers regardless of whatever stage we were at uh, that itself was uh, you know and wholesome experience there cool 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 that, that answers my question very briefly super awesome thank you I, i guess i guess we should have a separate uh, separate session on just the yc experiences yeah i guess the kind of framework <laughs> that uh, you people must have been exposed to and the way to look at business must have been because it's it's usually perspective altering you know these kind of experiences wherein you start looking at the world in a very different uh, absolutely uh, you know they spoke to us about subscription so much not even kidding everybody we had we had four group partners and we had multiple spaces with other entrepreneurs in our cohort they just spoke about retention and subscription so much that we ha- we had to end up launching it <laughs> mid of our cohort uh, and, and we tried it out they said the worst that can happen is it won't work out yeah. uh and and right now we have a very minuscule number of 5 to 10 people that enroll with us for 6 months subscription every week but that that that's a good amount of uh you know data and insights that we are getting as entrepreneurs so you know that way like like you mentioned very clearly that that difference of perspective that they bring on table is just super awesome in fact we are also trying to work on something very similar i'll compare notes with you after after the session probably super uh sharat you had a few follow up questions yes and then probably we'll i'll have one question and then we'll close. go on uh so do you take up any courses as a founder do you like something which is been posted do you take up a course oh i do i i i take the soft skills course in fact i take the soft skills course and uh, my co-founder takes up the business management course uh and those are the first two courses we started with when we launched the product <laughs> Wow. So do you uh, get uh, like when you take up a course uh, you understand how the course goes on and things like that do you give pointers to your uh, operations team that you need to tweak it like this and things like that or you guys sit and actually go through the course to study and things so you must be doing both of it i'm guessing correct so as a chief business officer i take care of both the tech part of the product the non tech part of the product uh, and the b2b uh so anything with regards to the customer front and the partner who's uh, or the expert who's putting the course out uh those are the two bits that i take care of, of myself uh so when i get customer feedback it goes into uh action uh via my you know experience team and my operations team so that happens in tandem okay so you keep a close look at all the uh, feedbacks which come it doesn't get filtered through your team not at all not at all so i i mean i personally even now uh keep in touch with every single google review that comes in every single ticket that's raised um for most most part definitely uh because you know pops up in my email uh, and the first thing we do is have my experience team speak with that customer and if if i feel that i need to have a conversation with them i do that uh, and and the biggest chunk of my job role is also to make sure that that experience is being delivered by technology in the best format possible 
uh, and then I speak to my technology team in terms of how we can tweak our our current system. That's how it happens. This should lead to a lot of iterations on your tech side. Does that burden your team a lot? It does lead to a lot of iterations, correct? Um, but then we 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 make sure that we put things on our roadmap, right? Uh, like the community aspect that I spoke about early on, um, we started iterating on different tools outside of building the technology first. We had community on WhatsApp in the first five months of starting on school. We moved to Telegram, then we moved to uh, having Instagram communities uh, for all the courses. All our live sessions used to happen there. And then we figured out how uh, or what kind of features were being used by these customers more often. And then we built out our own system. Uh, at, after the roadmap is created, the iterations are very, very limited. Uh, but then there are certain bits and pieces that, that keep coming up here and there. Doesn't burden the team. Uh, as long as the infrastructure is is not changing a lot. Great, yeah. That answers yeah, my questions. Yeah. Those were really nice questions, Sarat. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Sarat, for that question. Uh, Lavan, last question, uh, uh, Ryan, and then we'll yeah. close. Uh, you know, to all the founders out there, uh, and, you know, we have quite a few, and with from my interactions with a lot of them, I... I feel that, you know, since this is a very lonely journey, entrepreneurship, you know, uh, you don't have anybody to tell you what is right, what is wrong, and you feel your way through. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, do not have uh, the right thought process when it comes to approaching entrepreneurship. Because failures and learnings is something which a lot of people still don't understand. A lot of people try to start looking for funds a little bit too early as well. And probably that's because, you know, the way they approach uh, the startup is, is probably different. I want to understand from you and probably, you know, one or two points, which, you know, from a founder's perspective or from a founder's thought, uh, you know, thought process perspective, what should one keep in mind? The first and foremost is agility, I would say. Um, I, think, I think when Harshal said he has something to add on to how we can run the operations, or, or when Sumit said, uh, do you have options for projects, right? Mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing is right, but also keeping in mind that there is someone else either doing the same thing or doing some part of what I'm doing, they're doing best. If I don't learn from them, and if I'm not agile enough to understand that, I think my journey can be cut short. Uh, that's one of the most important things that I feel uh, an entrepreneur or a budding entrepreneur should keep in mind. Uh, so as to put it in a quote is never fall in love with your own idea. Right? Because, because what we started off two and a half, three years back, uh, it's completely different. Like Jaya also mentioned, you know, when are you entering the job market? Are you also going to cater to a placement, you know, placement ecosystem? All these feedbacks were given by our mentors or people that we spoke with. In fact, we, we applied for, uh, you know, just, just a small snippet from one of the experiences while we started up was a conversation with someone from NSRCL in IIM Bangalore when we were applying for, for being incubated there, they said, this business won't run if you don't have an objective. 
we as co-founders kept that so closely to our hearts to find the right objective and we ended up finding that internships was the first step towards that that has helped us grow the business massively even though we never got incubated in iim bangalore that feedback was something we took along we pivoted we pivoted fast and and that's helped us and and i think that journey is 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 something that you know young entrepreneurs or someone who's entering the market should understand uh you have to be relevant to the coming times and the current space that you're in uh so agility and pivoting uh being open to ideas uh of other people and the f- and and one of the most important things and that'll be the last point is doesn't matter if you are 10 years into entrepreneurship or you're 6 months into entre- entrepreneurship if you don't talk to your customers you might as well not run your business right and and that's one thing that uh you know i heard again and again in y combinator as well they asked us to speak to our customers again and again so often over weeks over months to just see what worked out for them because we're trying to solve a problem right the 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 money aspect the investment aspect really comes later on right you know you you like one of the co-founders of uh, that we you know i interacted with who was also a group partners in yc was the founder of pebble the smartwatch company oh, wow. right i love that product yeah they my first smartwatch they, was pebble sorry go on correct correct right they 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 were on the verge of bankruptcy and they sold their company off for lower the valuation that they had a year or two back uh before they sold off yeah, he kept good. saying that i did not speak to my customers as much as i should have uh and and you know that's one thing that everybody should do uh you know the persona before you start you speak to them once you have you know the early adopt adopters you you talk to them and then you keep speaking with the new customers that keep coming to know what the future of the business looks like and that that's the key point of of entrepreneurship is what i believe wise words have never been said <laughs> like this before it's very very pertinent what you spoke about i think you know uh, a lot of people somehow miss this basic things uh, and hope, hopefully you know these these pointers and these are very simple very easy but it's just that consistency is what matters and that is where people falter usually uh, they give loose team in the run uh, but anyways i think uh, that brings us to the end of uh, the watercolor chat uh, ryan uh, ryan uh, how was your experience of the whole session super awesome i always love to interact with uh, people uh, one who want to pick up on my brain and and second that you know there are super cool insights that i also gain uh, in fact after yc we thought there wouldn't be any other thing that you know we as entrepreneurs could do in terms of learning but uh you know we are also part of the village capital cohort um, for the summer of 2021 um and i think these spaces help me uh you know in terms of clearing out my brain and and really understanding why i am doing what i am doing so more than more than uh, more than being thankful i, I think i'm super grateful uh, for even being invited and and thank you so much for everybody who asked the question uh and you know i'm here for a while if you do have anything offline as well
that was the episode. Hope you got some rich insights for your idea from this. If you like the episode, do share it with your friends and rate us on Spotify, Google Store and iTunes. If you want to join the Water Cooler Podcast live, join the club at www.thebuildersclub.me. Until next time, upwards and onwards.